Hot fun in the summertime here on Owls Americas, Sheffield Wednesday opinion with an American accent. Did you miss us? I don't even think we recapped the last game of the season. I was against QPR. I think we lost. Michael Hector scored a penalty. Seems like it's ages ago. But we're back with what will be a short summer news update. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. Uh, It is National Negroni Week, which is ridiculous because every week is Negroni week. But I'm not drinking a Negroni. I have no AC in my house currently because my AC system went out yesterday or last night, which is great. So I'm just drinking water. I'm trying to stay hydrated to talk about the Wednesday. On the line in an all-American affair, first in Ohio, it's Evan Skilter. Evan, what are you drinking? Um, well, I, I don't have any AC in the basement where I'm currently sitting, but I have a fan blowing on me. It's cool enough to drink some Maker's Mark bourbon whiskey. Um, it's pretty much what I've been drinking all summer, other than some PBR. It's quite the uh, all-American combo. And I am an all-American man. And we'll move to the American West Coast, where we have our Cascadia Owl, Mike Laroon. Mike, what are you drinking? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm just finishing off a tea from earlier today. Um, it just started pouring rain out here. Nice summer shower in Portland. and uh, But no, nothing. Uh, no drinks yet. Later on tonight. I'm desperate for some rain to break the uh, heat and humidity. There's always like a week of this in Connecticut. It usually is more like middle of July than end of June, but came early this year it's great and that's in, it's actually AC right on cue yeah well it's actually the same in ohio we get about one really hot week and it was i'm pretty sure this exact same week last year so um and it's been kind of chilly and very very rainy up until this point so it's just kind of summer hitting us all at once in ohio what is not hot is wednesday transfer news <laughs> as we sit here Oh, six weeks or so before the opening fixture of the 2019-2020 season. A thrilling away game at Reading. Uh, And there might be good reason for that, as Wednesday have, I think, now sort of officially announced, or at least it's gotten out to the usual sources, that they are under a soft transfer embargo, Evan. Yeah, that's great. I think it's going to be a common theme for us to start on a soft embargo just to give us something to talk about. I think it's like um, kind of a, a brand awareness thing for Sheffield Wednesday at this point where you know people aren't talking about us enough. Let's announce something that will just get our mentions up, right? And so we start talking about soft embargoes. What's that mean? Probably nothing in the end. I think in my, in, in my brain what it means is And it's probably completely off base. But in my brain, what it means is right now we are in a period where the league is reviewing our finances. And in this period, we can't sign anybody. But once this period is over, we're not too worried about it. We'll sign some people and we'll be promoted next year. I suppose it depends on how long this period lasts, Mike. Yeah, you know, I think that I was I was under the impression it was a little more gentle than that. I think more than the impression that they would like to see all the trades or all the acquisition. I keep saying trades like an American, all of the uh, the buys that we're planning on making. But um, you know, making sure that that. But you know, it's not like we're anybody we're going for is going to break the bank um, and put us further and further into debt. So 
um, yeah, I just kind of wish they'd be a little more transparent about it. Yeah, but that does has not stopped Steve Bruce from making unofficial official signings, not officially announced. So the two new players that will be probably wearing the blue and white stripes or whatever they come up with for next season uh, are Kadeem Harris from Cardiff City and Julian Borner from Armenia, Armenia, Bielefeld in the German second division. Um, how, how exciting is it for us to get a player from a team that we can't even pronounce? I think we all expected, like, when Joss came in, he'd find us, like, some rough-and-tumble veteran second division German center back to, like, help the spine of the team. Because that's, like, a thing you would expect when you brought in a sort of very serious Dutch coach with a lot of experience in the German second division. Um, instead, we got Juiced Van Aken. Yes. I think Joey Pelopesi, too. <laughs> And but, thank uh, God for that. Noted Continental Scout Steve Bruce has come up with uh, Julian Borner on a free transfer, who I guess is probably nominally supposed to be the Michael Hector replacement. We'll see how that goes. Obviously, we've said uh, ad nauseum on this podcast, both myself and the other co-host, we'd like to see Hector back, but with Chelsea's own transfer embargo issues. Uh, they might not be looking to sell him at this point. So instead, Julian Borner it is. Uh, I read one article on Kadeem Harris, who's even less, more unofficially official, less official. Uh, <laughs> but it does sound like he's having a medical. And so if we know from the Ben Marshall saga, that means it's almost done. Uh, the article I read on him, we got a lot of Rolando, uh, uh, Roland Aaron's comps which I guess makes sense. He's a pacey winger with some trickery to him, and we probably can't afford to sign Roland on uh, Orlando Aarons, So, Well, Jeff, I, in order to um, figure out what these transfers are going to do for us, I uh, referred to the trusty source, this FIFA, FIFA 2019, <laughs> and Kadeem Harris, yeah. 60, 67... Not overall great. now that's not great he's been but, injured which yep, is a great he, thing to be coming into wednesday already injury prone <laughs> but this yes. guy has right he has some movement he Does has he? 84 acceleration that's good 79 sprint speed but listen to this 86 agility hmm. and 87 balance my man kadeem harris is not going to fall to the ground <laughs> he is going to stay up now shot power 55 hmm. strength 60 um, not so good here. Finishing, not bad. Coming in at fifty-seven. How's his crossing? Um, uh, let's see here. His crossing is probably awful. Let's see. Let's see. Dribbling curve. His curve is thirty-four. Um, free kick accuracy twenty-five. Long passing fifty-four. Great ball control though. Um, I'm, I'm so oh crossing sixty-three. Yeah, yeah. Can you find Julian uh, Borner in there in the uh, German second division for us? Indeed, I can. In <laughs> fact, Julian Borner, seventy-three wow. overall in FIFA, which hey. is fairly similar to Michael Hector. I yeah. can't remember exactly where Hector sat. Um, I think that's about right. Very, very slow, but he is very physical. Seventy-nine in the physical trait, 
and everything else, not so good. But that's okay because I'll tell you what, you give me a 73 and a 67 with some potential, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, they were two clear holes that Wednesday needed to fill, and they've been able to maybe possibly do it on free transfers. I expect there'll be more movement to come. Um, Wednesday I've been linked to uh, Moses Odebajo of Brentford. I think there was a link to him, link to him last uh, uh, last transfer window, but he would also be available on a free. And uh, Jordan Hugel of West Ham up front. We'll see how that's, you know, the usual... I won't say the usual ITK accounts because it's actual like reporters reporting this, but it's the usual yeah. transfer rumor mill grist and whatnot. Well, the biggest thing about all those rumors is that you know these players get linked with twelve different teams, oh, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, ooh, a Premier League club, West Ham. They've got a guy that's on a free; anyone can get him. And well, of course, like twelve people are interested. Yeah. I'm interested. It's Columbus almost like Crucian and West Brom interested. for like every player. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So now Steve Bruce is a great recruiter, and I'm sure he's an attractive person to play for, um, and so or an attractive option. He's an attractive person. I'll give him <laughs> that. But um, you know, perhaps we should have a little more hope than we did under um, Josh Lahukai or Carlos Carvajal. Um, but you know, I, I think I, I I would imagine we bring in a couple more players before the season starts. Well, a couple more players might be old friends, as the rumor mill is also indicating that Liam Palmer, Kieran Westwood, and Kieran Lee will be back, Mike. Yeah, I, w- I didn't hear the, the Lee news, but yeah, I saw the stuff about uh, Palmer and Westwood. So what was the Lee news? No, it's the same thing. And by the way... That all okay, three have um, been offered and will probably all right. ac- accept. Well, I, mean, I, think we've, I think we've all said that they, we would, you know, our first choice is, uh, is Westwood. We want him back. And then followed by Michael Hector, and that that notwithstanding, um, Lee healthy, yeah, I'll take it. So I think the thing with uh, with Kieran Lee, and this we'll get into something we'll discuss a little bit more later, is if you are going to move out some of your bigger names to sort of alleviate the FFP issues. Uh, and there's some indication that Steve Bruce has come in and taken charge and lowered the prices on uh, players like Forcieri and Bannon, to name two. Um, they don't really have another of that kind of like work rate, box to box, you know, attacking midfield type player. Um, now, I don't know if Lee still is that with the spat of injuries he's had over the last couple of years, but I think, you know, we've seen what. Pete Kieran Lee can do, and it's probably worth the risk, if nothing else, Evan. Yeah, I'd say so. I I think the biggest thing we have to understand when we think about uh, St- Steve Bruce lowering the prices on a few players. I know Jordan Rhodes was another one. Um, let's let's say that Bannon, Forestieri, and Rhodes are all gone, and we get a a solid fifteen to twenty million. That that's high end, obviously, but um, let's say we bring in around 15 million. That's that's a good number for us. And if you think about it, now B- Bannon's probably, uh, I guess, undoubtedly the the biggest loss of those three, because last year 
Steve Bruce's Sheffield Wednesday found a lot of success. And, and Forestieri was a part of that at times, but we found success without him. And obviously, Kieran Lee didn't play until the very end of the season. And so, you know, if, if, um, if Kieran Lee can fill Barry Bannon's role or at least be a, a similar player to Bannon and we're still without Forestieri and Rhodes, I still think we find plenty of success based on our success at the end, uh, end of last year. And so I don't think this is a, 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 a bad sign by any means. I think those are the proper players to get rid of in order to solve some of these problems and not have a, a terribly harsh impact on the results. So I don't think you can plan... On like Kieran Lee cannot be your only option in that role. You're gonna to need to bring in, uh, I think one more at least like proven central midfield option if you go in that direction, just because of his health issues over the years. But I think you're probably right. Um, you know, moving out. Uh, I think Lucas Zhao was the other one they've considered moving out. Moving out all those striking options would also make me nervous, just because yeah. you know Stephen Fletcher is very much a Steve Bruce style striker, but he also has had his own fitness issues and he's pushing 30 now um so you could see them a little thin in attacking options which would be in in stark contrast of recent years however much we did or did not like the attacking options there were certainly a lot of them um i mean westwood getting him uh back between the sticks is obviously a, a huge coup as there was certainly seemed to be interest from some of the lower tier premier league teams and higher echelon championship teams. Uh, but what about Liam Palmer, Mike? Yeah, what well, about not, Liam Palmer, I am not, Mike? I am not the Liam Palmer authority. He's, I know, he's, but Evan just like spent like three minutes talking, so I'm trying to spread it out. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to figure out why the Wednesday Twitter account, this is uh, today, the just sent out the nice three-word tweet that we've got Bannon. Uh, that, that, to me, just seemed kind of ill-timed because it doesn't say we got Palmer. No. Um, you know, I, I, I do lean closer to Evan on the Liam Palmer saga. I do think he would be welcome back. I do see improvement in his game. Um, and again, I put a lot of faith in, in Steve Bruce that he would know how to, how to use him properly. So I'm happy to have Palmer back. Jeff, I'd like all of us to take a step back. Okay. You were worried about the depth in the midfield, especially the attacking midfield position. Attacking midfield and striking options, yes. Do you realize we have the world's best secret weapon on our team. The late, great, he's not late. I shouldn't say late, <laughs> yeah, like he's dead, but he might be dead. Alman Abdi, who is... Didn't his a, contract expire? Isn't he out of contract? I, I, sure, I sure hope so, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's out of contract. But but here's the thing, is he may... It, it may be reported that he's out of contract, but don't be surprised to see him pop up in pictures of training because just when you think Alman Abdi is gone for good, he will pop up in one of those sports brawl-looking things running around the cones with Lucas Zhao and Barry Bannon. I eagerly await photos of uh, Wednesday in training because it will give us something to talk about to stretch the show out a little bit further. But we will... Uh, tried to do that regardless we mentioned already that Wednesday under a soft transfer embargo now they could get out of it gentlemen by selling prominent players 
at a profit. Or they could sell the club possibly to themselves. <laughs> now, I'll be the first to admit that I don't understand this. Uh, we don't have James on. I don't know where James is. Actually, could be really anywhere in the, uh, well, either hemisphere, to be perfectly honest. This is also not the FFP show. Um, the best I understand is some kind of like reverse stock split that creates extra money that may or may not exist, but counts oh, towards the profit I and worked, loss uh, statements. I worked for that company like in 2000, 2001. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we just double it. We, we yeah. had a stock split and, um, yeah we, yeah, we were worth, we had twice our value the next day. Apparently it's totally okay under FFP. It's bylaws. back in effect. Sweet. Yeah. So it's like, is like, what is, what are we even doing here? Like, what, what is this? What is the point? Well, to me, it's, this is the, the ultimate sports cliche is just don't hate the player, hate the game. And if right, this right, just no. proves how dumb FFP is that we have to do shenanigans like this and we get away with it, then so be it. Um, I like I understand the idea that you want to, you know, avoid situations like Bolton, and there were some some other prominent ones over the years. With like, you don't want this to be like Italy, basically. Is the uh, yes, is the easiest way to put it. Like sustainability should be important, but it creates such a weird, uneven playing field between the sort of the top end of the championship and the bottom end of the Premier League. That, and like the top end of the Premier League, it never like. God knows what Manchester City actually did. Different Probably like bad yeah. things, but they're still not going to get punished for it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, it just seems like there's there are so many ways around FFP, and I mean FFP was designed to level the playing field, but the people and the teams with the most money still have the means necessary to get around some of these FFP rules. I mean, if you remember back to when um, Neymar was signed to PSG they just went and they they couldn't purchase him per FFP rules so they went and they paid his release clause which was like what 250 or 300 million pounds or dollars or whatever they have over there and like i said they couldn't they couldn't pay that for a transfer fee so they just paid to get him released, which didn't count against FFP, right? Now, no other club in their right mind is going to have, well, some other clubs might, but they're not going to have the means necessary to do that. So it's still an unfair playing field. Like FFP did not necessarily level the playing field. They just made it harder for, the, uh, more, I guess, more tricky for the clubs that have more money to get around it. Now, I say all the power to us if we can sell the club to ourselves and sell the grounds to Chancery Tuna Company or whatever the heck it is. Because why not? And now I do understand from a few conversations last year or the year before, we can do these things, but we still have to sell them at fair market value. So it's not like we can go and say, like Chancery just can't be like, hey, dad, I need you to purchase the stadium, the rights to the stadium for 300 million pounds. Uh, not going to work that way, but we can still surely make some money from doing things like this, and we might as well. And I think the idea is just to level the books enough so they can make another run at a promotion push this year. Like, eventually this might come home to roost and be really ugly, <laughs> but until then, wee! <laughs> like, Well, I think, I think that uh, this... Yeah. 
this thing is designed in such a way that if it gets ugly, it gets ugly for probably our owner, Transiri, yeah. um, and maybe any shareholders or stockholders. But I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily concerned for the club and its finances doing something like this. But again, I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. I don't understand it completely. Um, and I just know that Chancery has a lot more money than he's allowed to spend yeah. uh, in, in in football, and I, I think that it's it's been frustrating. And hopefully, something like this can give us the ability to to start spending more. Well, it's still about six weeks until. The regular season kicks off. Wednesday have announced their preseason trips. Uh, they keep going to Portugal, even though uh, Carlos Carvajal is no longer the manager. I suppose Portugal's probably quite nice this time of year. Really, any time of year. So, fair enough. It's I know it's like a traditional English thing to go to like Ibiza or whatever. So, they'll head out to there. And uh, a couple of fixtures in, uh, a couple of preseason fixtures in Germany as well. Little disappointed. Like I keep waiting for the year where they're gonna come and play John Hark's team, which as of right now is the Greenville Drive. I'd like I'd take a nice trip down there. You know, there was a time when he was coaching at FC Cincinnati. I know. Um they they had I think he had responded to somebody's tweet that said, Bring Sheffield Wednesday or bring bring a bring a big club from England over and he said, I have some connections, um s- more to come later. And when I saw that, I nearly lost my mind because I was so excited. And then all of a sudden he said, we're going to have something like we're going to have a fixture with an English team on July 16th, which was the day I was supposed to be married. And at that point I was like, no, 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 Sheffield Wednesday cannot come, cannot come on that this day. Moved to reception. Turned out That's it was like, enough. you know, come on, come on now. What would you have done? I mean, I would have gotten married. And it would, right. have, it would have been a great day. Um, actually, my wife doesn't listen to this. I would have had, <laughs> I would have had that Uh-oh. in the back of my mind the entire day. Uh, it would have been a, a true bummer. But I would have invited the players and staff to my wedding and reception, and maybe they could have showed up, shown up after, afterward. But anyway. Yes, if you are listening, please, Sheffield Wednesday, <laughs> come to the United States. Now, you know, it's funny. If let... you are listening, please yeah. don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Too late for that. So, no, I wish that's, I think that's kind of something we always dream about is wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if Wednesday made, it, made the, a tour of the Americas and played some MLS teams? And, and it's fun. The Portland Timbers used to always have MLS teams, and it's been a few years since they've done it. But I remember going there to see Norwich City last time. Uh, I think Aston Villa was out. It, it's a, it's a good time. And again, um, they have the connections. I mean, not just Greenville, obviously yeah. Orlando as well now. Yep. Make it happen. With all your copious I'm sure you can extra find money a way to, to fly sell, people around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I would guess Orlando is probably the the most likely destination at this point. Yeah. With all the different Wednesday connections, obviously. Um, you know, James O'Connor is there, Sean McCauley's there, but then also they're uh, like direct destination. It's also a destination for their yeah. friends in England, a place they'd like yeah. to visit. Their director of football is a Gucci on Yewu now, and uh, obviously he had a short stint with us, and so it'd be great to see him over here. Uh, do we have any other business? 
No, I I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. Um, oh, we're gonna talk about kits. Oh, that's right. There's owls in the park this weekend, and ah, man. traditionally, if they actually do manage to announce a kit before August, that is where they unveil it. Yeah, it's wild. I've seen like eight. 80 people that have said they have great, they have it on good authority that these are new kits and then every kit is mm-hmm. different that they, uh, that they post. So, uh, no idea what it's going to be. Uh, Elevate is probably going to be the manufacturer. Um, it's probably going to be, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I think our, our kits have been lackluster the last few years. Um, I still like blue and white stripes. Um, and I think they've looked okay, but I just think that, uh, a company like, Forget Nike and Adidas, but even something like Umbro or or one of those lower companies can still make a great quality product, and I, I think we're missing out. There's, if you search for Sheffield Wednesday kit on Twitter, there is no uh, no particularly no news useful yeah. information here. Uh, just for purposes, I, I'm with you, Evan. I would, as purposes of, of selling stuff and, and finding things easier here in the States, I would love to see an Under Armour or Nike or Adidas pick up, the, or even Puma for that matter. Because, um, yeah, it is. There's a, a, there's a fellow in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm drunk and I really want to buy an Adam Reed Sheffield Wednesday kit. Anyone know how long it takes mail to get from Sheffield, England to Indian- Indianapolis, Indiana? Who is he? Is he an owl? I don't know. Or does he just like Adam Reach a lot? I don't know. We'll respond to him, at least. And <laughs> It's from like two weeks ago. It might be a little weird. Uh, Have you gotten maybe. your Adam Reach Sheffield Wednesday kit yet? Would you like to come on the show? <laughs> Provide some content. We are We're talking about you. For content in the summer months. So. <laughs> you, you have made the Owls cast. Congratulations. <laughs> How did you become a Wednesdayite, or are you just somebody that's a little drunk and ordered like a Wednesday kit? I've ordered some weird things when drunk. There are some pretty cool things on UK Shocker, UK <laughs> Soccer Shop dot com. There's some pretty cool like retro Wednesday gear on here. I did finally get my uh, purple and gray awake kit from the Ooh. 80s shipped to me from Patty, who's had it for like six months. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So I'm pleased, but um, I have not had an opportunity to wear it yet because it's the, the Mike, material well, is fairly true to the 80s and it's very polyester. Mike, what would you like the kit, the away kit? We Obviously, we want blue and white stripes, but what would you like the, the secondary kit to look like this year? Uh, I actually liked last year's a lot. The um, whatever they called it, obsidian, the charcoal color. Yeah, yeah, so, that wasn't bad. I wouldn't mind something keeping it somewhat on the, the gray tones, the, the metallic tones. I think those are always a good look. Um, I, don't, I don't really care for the, the super bright away kits. I was going to say highlighter yellow. Yeah, I'm like uh, yellow, blue collar, blue sleeve. Colors. You do like those, huh? Wow. Yeah, simple. but like a lighter powder blue would be sweet. Oh, like the yeah, like the ninetieth of the ninety-two kit away kit. The uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure it'll, again, be something unexpected, doesn't make a ton of sense, but still not <laughs> still not bad, and not uh, only a few yeah, people yeah. are going to bitch about it. Yeah. This has been episode 69 of the Owls AmeriCast. I think so. Wait, I'm, really? Yeah, yes. I was trying not <laughs> to, like... <laughs>
I I meme it. I memed it like three weeks ago. We did 169 of my baseball podcast. So nice. But go ahead, Evan, if you want to. Uh... No, I got nothing else. Go ahead, continue. I don't want to get <laughs> in trouble. Continue giggling. Continue giggling. Uh, you can find us on the internet at owlsamericans.com. Email the show at owlsamericans at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter or Instagram at owlsamericans. Podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, and probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume Owls America, we ask you to rate and review the show. It helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. Evan is on Twitter at Ohio Owl. Evan, what's the weirdest thing you've ever ordered while drunk? I ordered um, some Glasgow Rangers shorts one time, <laughs> super drunk. Is it, is, um, a, is it Grant Wall? One of the major soccer writers says they never order kits, but they always order like shorts because they can work out in them. Yeah, I mean soccer shorts are cool, but these ended up being like swimsuit, a swimsuit. Uh-huh. These were a swimsuit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's like the mesh lining, and uh, I've worn them swimming a couple times. <laughs> Mike is on Twitter at Cascadia Owls. Mike, what's the weirdest thing you ever ordered while drunk? I was probably in college, and I think I ordered uh, like a season tickets to the Mighty Ducks or something. <laughs> wow, was when, that I was, when I lived in California, no, it was like a, it was their inaugural season. And it had like a it wasn't even season tickets. It was like a third of a. It was something I shouldn't have bought. But it was like a third of a season or something. This is the inaugural Mighty Ducks. I mean, that's that's something yeah. I would totally do as a as a Mighty Ducks movies fan. Well, yeah. And I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. I think the weirdest thing I ever ordered while drunk was getting into a bidding war over a game-used Binghamton Mets Josh Satin jersey. Like a charity auction site. Which I won, and it still hangs in my closet. Is it like a a script Binghamton across the front? Uh, I'd have to check and look. I think it's just like the... It's like the the Mets script, but it's like more of a navy okay instead of nice. they use like navy, they, they don't use like the royal blue and orange they use like a like a darker uh navy at least when they were the binghamton mets with the rumble ponies i think they still use that and for one of their uh jerseys but it's like navy and red now instead of like navy and gray <sighs> that's a lot of jersey talk but we'll be back uh maybe with kit talk later this summer <laughs>